Welcome to Therapy is for Everyone. In this podcast, Grace and Vargo will be discussing varying topics about therapy. Listen in and let's remove the stereotype around therapy. In this episode, Grayson will discuss the relationship between Christianity and therapy. Hey y'all, first of all, I'm so glad you're here. My name is Grace Ann Vargo. I'm a senior in college and a mental health and therapy advocate. I hope that you find this podcast encouraging and enlightening as we dive deep into how therapy can be helpful in all areas of life. Today, I'm joined again by Kate, who you may remember from the first episode. She is a licensed therapist with the Restored Hope Counseling Center. Kate, since we already know a little bit about you, are there any more life updates since we last met? Not really, just continuing to work and family life's been great, so nothing much to report. That's good. Well, that's awesome. Kate, I'm so glad that you're here again. Um, Thank you so much for sitting down to talk with me. Um, I'm so excited for this discussion today. I do want to preface this episode by saying that we are going to be discussing topics concerning therapy and the Christian life. Anderson University is a Christian university and a Restored Hope Counseling is a Christ-based counseling center. So I thought that this would be the perfect time to kind of mesh the two and bring up this topic together. Um, I do want to encourage um, you listeners that even if you do not believe in Christ, I hope that this episode will still encourage you in whatever beliefs you do have. Kate, my first question for you is as a faith-based practice, how might Christian beliefs be integrated into a therapy session? Great question. Um, It really is up to the client, as is much of the work that we do. We want to be client-led, and so we are a faith-based practice, which means that um, all of the counselors in our practice are believers and are able to integrate faith into session. Um, But again, that typically starts with asking the client, is that something that you're comfortable with? And if so, if we get the green light on that, then it really is up to counselor discretion. Um, Some of my favorite questions to ask in order to integrate faith into the the therapy space is questions such as, um, where was God in that for you? Or what, um, what did faith look like for you when that happened? So just just kind of tying the moment back to um, where God was in that moment or what faith looked like in that moment. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, My second question is, um, I kind of want to preface it by just kind of giving an explanation. Um, So the Bible says that we as Christians are supposed to surrender our lives to the Lord. When I first started going to therapy, I felt like I was taking my life in my own hands um, and not surrendering to the Lord. Um, However, through time, I've um, seen how, um, like, I've seen how and witnessed how the Lord has created therapy. Um, And I've also seen that there does seem to be a stigma about um, therapy and Christianity, like coexisting. 
Um, so how can we break down that stigma and recognize that the Lord leads us to get help in different places, such as modern medicine or seeking a therapist? Yeah, I mean, I think therapy follows the model of community that Christ mm-hmm. commands for us. Honestly, I mean, none of us were created to live individually without community and therapy is essentially an intense form of discipleship where you are in the presence of someone else who is able to walk alongside and provide a measure of hope and understanding and discernment, but um, most importantly, just presence. And I think that is a reflection of the biblical model of community that, that Christ provides us. So though it may, um, seem like, I mean, it is a different form of community, but truly it's not that different from just being an intense form of discipleship, which we know as believers is critical to living a healthy Christian life. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely really interesting. I loved how you um, put it as an intense form of discipleship. Um, I definitely believe that to be true. um, And I've definitely seen that in my own life with therapy. Um, and that's really an interesting way to look at it with someone just with someone who might just have a little bit more knowledge about Mm -hmm. something just kind of coming alongside you, Mm -hmm. um, which is what discipleship is. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, my next question is why is it good for someone to have their religious beliefs and in our case, Christianity be taken into account in their therapy sessions? So it's honestly pretty vital if you do have any form of religious beliefs. Uh, as you said, Grace Ann, like in our, in our case, we um, are looking specifically at the Christian beliefs, but it's important to know any beliefs that your client has because often the perspective and the lens through which clients see the world and, and um, make decisions is foundationally from their religious beliefs. So it's hugely important, not just hey, how can we come alongside and help you in a faith way? But um, it it completely impacts the way that they think, um, the way that they view other people, the way that they view themselves, identity, um, thought process, just so many things come from foundationally from faith. And so it's really helpful to understand what clients believe in order to help them, one, reach their goals, but also help them feel better um, and have a better understanding of the world and themselves in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. How can therapy help us in our own individual walks with the Lord and actually work to strengthen our faith? Mm. Well, I'll go back to the phrase therapy being a form of intense discipleship and in that we all, um, have our own plans and can look at things a certain way. But when we invite someone into that process to evaluate our thoughts and our plans and our desires, we can just have another set of eyes on us, making sure that we are truly in line with what scripture is saying um, with the heart of Christ. And sometimes just in our own brokenness, we, we don't always align ourselves correctly. And so having someone else that, you can be vulnerable with about this is what I'm thinking. These are my plans, you know, whatever it is moving forward, having another set of eyes to 
really um, dissect that and challenge the places that need to be challenged, but just lay eyes on it. It's, um, it, it is a form of safety and protection to have someone else as your accountability, um, just to make sure you're kind of on the right track. So just as I've been talking through friends and I know, or as friends and I have been talking and um, as I feel like at times I felt this way myself and starting my personal journey with going to therapy, um, like I previously mentioned earlier, I kind of felt like I was taking my life in my own hands versus like surrendering it to the Lord. And so with that, I almost felt like I was sinning in a way. Mm. Um, and so I've heard friends of mine have also said like they have had similar experiences too. Um, so let's talk about the stigma that could be, or that seems to be around therapy feeling like it's us, um, trying to take control of our lives. Mm, What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I can definitely, definitely see how we can get there and how that stigma is created in our mind. Almost if I'm tracking with you feeling like, okay, well me going to therapy is me trying to fix it, which is a controlling Mm -hmm. mechanism. And, and that would be a sin and I want to move away from that. But um, I would consider if we kind of jump over to the role of medicine, I mean, let's look at what happens when we get, when we get sick, when we get ill. So if I get the flu, if I get a stomach virus, um, typically I don't say, okay, I'm going to just tough it out and let it resolve. I say, I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to get some medicine. Um, mm-hmm. Therapy is not the, the motive behind it is not any different. It is a different form Um there, I mean, meaning that we are talking to heal, but it is the same motive of I, something within me is sick and hurting and I need help and I can't fix that. So, mm-hmm. um, I would challenge, challenge the temptation to believe the lie that going to therapy is sinning because it's us taking control. And I would say, actually therapy, it really, um, requires so much vulnerability and so much courage and so much humility to say, I don't have it together. And here's my brokenness that, um, I see it as a form of laying down control and saying, I, I am not able to fix this on my own. Therefore I'm asking you to help me. Um, but I can very much see how when we don't think about it like that way, it can be a, Oh, I'm just going to fix this on my own. Yeah. And I would even, um, maybe even go a little bit step further and um, maybe even challenge us to realize that there is a bridge between Christianity and science. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you can't really have one without the other. I mean, let's go back to Genesis and look at the creation. There is some sort of strategic all knowing knowledge that you have to have in order to create the earth and the sun to be at a proper Mm -hmm. proportion Mm -hmm. that it's not going to be too cold. It's not going to burn up Mm -hmm. just for a first example. And um, I feel like it almost comes to this realization about recognizing that um, just like God created 
the plants and the sea and the sun and the stars and the moon and us, he also created us with knowledge and us to gain more knowledge through research. And um, he, he created science and he created therapy and he um, gave therapists a specific job for a reason. Mm. Um, and I think that when used in line with the glory of God, it can be a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I agree. I agree. I love what you were yeah. saying. You were talking about how um, the idea of God giving us minds and giftings in order to discover and using using our giftings and what we discover to help the benefit of his people. And I think that's really true. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and then my last question for you is what piece of advice would you give to someone who might be feeling like going to therapy is a sin? I would consider them to go back to the scriptures and really evaluate. Um, and I think even the verse that you just read about, mm-hmm. um, I even think of, you know, the verse that talks about in um, a multitude of counselors, there is safety. And, and I don't know, you know, there wasn't exactly biblical counseling back then where you have a therapy office and a person sitting right in front of you talking. But I do think that it's clear through scripture that there's an importance in community and an in intense discipleship. And um, so I would challenge the person who might consider it to be a sin to um, really go back to the scriptures and, and evaluate based off of what the word of God has to say about that. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's all the discussion I have for you today. So thank you so much, Kate, for coming back and talking to me. Um, I know that this conversation was very insightful for me, and I hope all you listeners out there agree. Um, thank you all for listening, and I hope you all have a great day. You are listening to Therapy is for Everyone. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can send any questions to gvargo123 at andersonuniversity.edu. Please leave a review and rating as this helps others find the show. Sadly, this is the last episode for the near future. However, there is much more to be discovered. Gracian strongly encourages y'all to research for yourself and have similar engaging conversations with those around you. Therapy is a growing world. Get out there and explore it and you might just help yourself along the way.